Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yay, ladies Woo-hoo. and gentlemen. Welcome to, I don't have a fabulous thing for Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, terrific Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. Works. Totally tubular Tuesday. Oh, you're going Ninja Turtle uh, style. Yeah, huh? we, we got to throw it way back. You know, we got reminded way of. Uh, back. Yeah, we got we got reminded a little bit this past weekend going to Captain Marvel, and it all takes place in the '90s. So definitely, that was the height of Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> huh? Blockbuster huh? time. Heck yeah. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> right, we got that. <clears throat> now we did watch Captain Marvel. For those of you who have not seen it, great film. Go check it out. It's a good time. Fun. I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts like I was uh, talking about the movie yesterday on our conference Disappointed call. Disappointed on you. Yeah, sorry. It, it slipped. No, yeah. I didn't slip. I was just talking about it before the meeting started. Yeah, and you didn't Anyways. mute it. Anyways. Yeah, I didn't mute myself. So, sorry. No spoiler alerts here. Onward, gonna, onward. Onward, onward. All right, let's start off with our uh, with our friends. New friends for the week. New for friends the for the week. Who do we got? I can't say for the week. This is new friends since the last time we, we podcasted. So, uh, we got... Anthony O'Connor, we got Karina Gutierrez, DJ's wife. Oh, okay. Congrats to them. Uh, you know, I gave I gave a DJ shout out last uh, last podcast for um, the flip that they closed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I got to make sure Karina gets a shout out too, because hey, she's part of the team, man. You kidding me? Without <laughs> her, where would he be? Yeah, exactly. Lost. <laughs> where would any of us be? Right. Right. All right. So then we got Jeff uh, Fenster. We got Fahad Hamil. We got Dory Dickinson. Tuts. I'm sorry if I misspoke that one. S T U T Z. Not as easy as Lopez. Not as easy as Lopez, right? Christina <laughs> Ramirez. We got David Kim, Jay Lee, and E. Christopher. All so right, those are the right. new friends for the show. Thanks again, guys. By the way, if any of you guys want to make uh, <clears throat> get a shout out on the show, close a transaction because we're about to do the sold ones. Yeah. So close some deals and then we'll be out here giving you a shout out. You know, sending recognition where recognition needs to go. That's All you right. got to do is hashtag Business Bros and we're on it. <clears throat> all right Perfect. so sold man i gotta clear my throat <clears throat> let me clear sorry. my throat sorry 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 <laughs> what yeah sorry <laughs> one of those weird days all right so just sold so we have david mercado sold a property by the way i gave a shout out to david he used to work with me at h&r block way back when 2006 time somewhere around there somewhere around there somewhere around there so he's still in real estate still closing deals he's just closed a recent transaction congrats out to you guys and then um we got actually this is not a closed transaction but still impressive nonetheless the greatest salesman in the world mr pancho lopez uh-huh not one not two but three escrows open today four the fourth one came in. I don't know if you noticed it. Oh, I didn't. He, he edited that post, and the fourth one came in. Uh, Mr. Jose Valencia dropped that fourth one. Ooh, Boom. Jose, and too. You know what? Another big shout-out to the fearless agent, Mr. Jonathan Fisher, made the uh, top ten producers at Big Block. So did Tim Barker. 
Oh, snap. So did uh, Mr. Fearless Agent over here. We got a couple of them on that list. So I love it, dude. You guys just keep crushing it out there. Keep doing what you're doing. We love it. We appreciate it. We're glad you guys have been on the show. We want to make sure we continue to show support. So uh, keep doing it out there. Hashtag business bros, and we give you the shout outs when we see them. So Heck put it yeah. out there. Make, make yourself known. All right. You Rocking ready, it. You ready to jump into today's topic? Let's do it. What were you we talking about today? I forgot what we said we were going to talk about. Well, we had a couple of different <clears> things. <throat> we were just throwing out ideas. We were like consumer debt. We were talking about giving back. And then we started talking about taxes. Oh, that's the big differences one. Differences between taxes. LLC and, C- and yes. S-Corp, C-Corp. Because I spent the last <clears throat> couple hours, by the way, finishing up some LLC returns, finishing up some 1120Ss, which is uh, S-Corp returns, because the filing deadline, for those of you who have entities, is on March 15th, which is T-minus three days away. Yikes. So you got to do one of two things. You either got to file the return or file the extension. One of those two things needs to happen. And... Just so you guys are aware, like even if you file an extension, the extension is really just a paperwork extension. It doesn't doesn't stop the payment from being due. The payment is still due on the 15th, whether you owe the franchise tax board the 800 bucks for the entity or you have a tax payment due on a personal level on the April 15th, for example, deadline. If you still owe the IRS at that point and you haven't paid the bill by April 15th or in the entity's case by March 15th, then you start incurring interest because you have a balance due. So you got to make sure you uh, pay that by April 15th or file the extension, but the payment is still due. The paperwork we can file later, but the payment is still due. So make sure you guys get out there and get that done ASAP. And if you need a tax repairer, um, hit me up. I got I know a great network of some pretty awesome preparers, um, enrolled agents, uh, CPAs, Either way you want to work with, um, I got some great people that I know that can help you get stuff done, and uh, maybe you can build a good relationship and get those uh, returns on a, on a regular basis. So let me know, Hernan, at csfirst.com or 619-884-4915, and I can refer you and get you some help filing those tax returns in a timely manner, All right? Of course, <clears throat> with somebody that you trust. Of course, with somebody that you trust. Somebody who's, uh, by the way, who's knowledgeable, who's been doing it for a while, who has experience, and uh, you know, is going to get you where, where you need to do in, on a bit. But by the way, when it comes to taxes, this is something that I talk to my students all the time. You should have a general idea how your tax return works. I mean, just in general, and whether it's a corporate ta- and whether it's a corporate return or whether it's a personal return, you should have an idea how it works. If you're just the type of person who kind of puts all the documents in an envelope and just ships them off to to a tax preparer to do your tax return. That's kind of a, a, you're screwing yourself, essentially. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I was trying to say it in a nice way. You're, you're, you're messing it up. <laughs> Think about this. Look, a preparer really is only as good, uh, it, they're, they're only good if they can find you deductions, and the deduction is going to come based on your situation. You as a professional should have a good idea and a good understanding what things in your industry are deductible, not deductible, or at least have these questions to ask. What mm. credits you might qualify for versus what deductions you might qualify for, you know, different things that are going on in your business or in your personal life that you should be aware of because when you ask these important questions, when you inquire about this sort of stuff, it's when it's going to open the door for a new possible opportunity yeah your tax preparer asks some questions but oftentimes they're pretty general questions and when you've been seeing a tax preparer over and over the common theme that you get from from clients as a tax preparer by the way is 
everything's the same as last year. <laughs> That's not always the case. Things happen in your life and you need to make sure that those things get addressed. You ultimately are responsible for your tax return. There's a little sign there's a little line at the bottom where you sign the return saying that you you know the return was prepared based on the information that you provided. I mean that you've read the return that you understand the numbers that are on it. So you are ultimately responsible for what goes on it. You could have a bad tax preparer that you know does some funky stuff, but you're still signing the return. So let's say you know you do get an audit letter that comes back to you and you know there's something wrong on your return and it's legitimately wrong and you know your tax preparer made the mistake for example. Could the taxpayer get in trouble? Sure, but the tax and the penalties and the interest are ultimately your responsibility since you signed the return. So yeah, that taxpayer can get in trouble, but but it's still your responsibility. So you want to make sure that you know what's going on, that you're not just shooting after that high refund, right? And understand what a refund is. Ooh, sorry, I'm going on a tax rant. No, here. it's cool. It's cool. I mean, the refund really is that you paid too much. Right. And so we've talked about this in the past where one of the ways where you can increase your monthly income is to make sure that your deductions are right on your W-2 or whatever earnings that, statement that, that, that you have. <laughs> w, W-2 or yeah. W-4? So the W-4. W-4, yeah. W-2 is the other one. Right. The W-4 adjusts, adjusts your federal withholding on the federal level. So, for example, if you're the type of person who gets a really large refund every year, you can adjust your W-4 so that the government withholds less on your paycheck and more goes to uh, withholds less and pays to the government that portion and gives you more in your paycheck so it's an adjustment you can make if you fill out the w-4 correctly which it's actually a little booklet and i think it's like 19 pages long actually but if you fill it out correctly the idea behind it is that you actually have zero refund or very little refund or owe just a little bit or get just a little bit back so that you're maximizing the amount of money that you're keeping in your paycheck so that's really what it's designed for and there's a lot of people when these new tax laws changed they didn't go in and adjust their w-4s here's the other thing that's a common uh, misconception about a w-4 when you fill it out it gives you the option it says are you married or are you single right or are you head of household or whatever your filing status is just because you are married doesn't mean you have to withhold as a married individual so it's different from the W-4. This is how much is going to be withheld from your paycheck. So if you're the type of person who has a hard time saving, for example, or you want to have a larger refund at the end of the year for whatever reason, whether or not it's a good investment, not bad investment is beyond be, you know, a different conversation altogether. This is just, do you want a refund at the end of the year? And if you do, then maybe you want, even though you're married, maybe you want to be withheld as a single individual so that you have more money being taken out of your paycheck and you get a larger refund at the end of the year. So those allowance numbers are the higher the allowance number, the less they're going to withhold and then the smaller your refund is going to be. So, you know, talk to your tax preparer, sit down and ask these questions because filling out a W-4 is different than filling out your 1040, for example. So I know W-2, W-4, they're really close. They're similar. They, they have the same letters. They have to do with work and your money, whatever. But again, if you don't know what's going on, these are the questions that you want to ask your tax preparer because they assume you know what the heck you're talking about when you bring them their forms. So you have to be able to ask these questions and preemptively ask these questions. So Well, that's, that's perfect. I'm not a tax person. I'm a tax dummy. You know, I'm, I have to file them every year, but I'd for years have just been bringing them to you. So what are some questions? I mean, I walk into the tax preparer's office, I have a regular nine to five, or maybe I'm a real estate agent. And so, you know, I'm 1099, right? So what are some questions that I should be walking in there asking? What what should I be thinking about? It, it I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you the typical tax answer. You ready? Let's do it. It depends. 
That's that always, is that, that is, is pretty much the typical yeah. answer, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it, it really depends on what goes on in your particular life. Mm-hmm. And I always said that uh, when I started preparing taxes, what I found out really quickly was that it's therapy slash prepare your tax return. Right. Yeah. Because they're always coming to you and telling you all of their problems and everything that's happened over the past year. Everything yeah. that's changed. But Got a divorce. My dog died. Truck broke down. All that stuff. I listen to country music. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can tell. <laughs> but but that's where that's that story about what's happening in that year allows me to dig a little deeper and ask some more questions mm-hmm. and and pull out. Oh, you got a kid who started college this year. Okay, well let's take a look at you know are you paying the tuition? Did he get a loan? Did he get a scholarship? You know how are you paying for this certain things? Oh, you know what you uh, your your dependent your parent dependent passed away. Okay, well let's see how it affects you know your exemptions. Even though those kind of disappeared this year right so there's a bunch of different things that happen the best thing you can do is be very descriptive with what's going on in your personal life with your tax preparer when by doing that they should be able to open some doors and and you should you should always come in with some questions on did i get enough uh am i itemizing question number one now because the tax laws change and there's a lot of people who used to itemize that aren't itemizing anymore Right. And then another thing is if you are itemizing, then you want to ask about the different itemized deductions. And there's a bunch of different categories that we can talk about. You can talk about mortgage interest, how things changed in the mortgage interest deduction. You can talk about um, state and local taxes, the taxes that you already pay. That also has a different change in the medical expenses. People think they can write off all their medical expenses and don't understand that there's actually a floor that that starts off. So maybe you yeah, you spend a lot of medical expenses, but maybe none of it's deductible. You know, there's a lot of different sections that you want to make sure you understand. And the best thing is to always ask for a review of your tax return. So at the very least, at the very least, a review of your like last year or of your, well, you know what? That would be a good start to review last year's return at the beginning and then go over once, once the return is prepared, have the tax preparer go over it line by line so that you understand what's going on. Cause it's a, it flows. It's, it's a pretty simple system when it comes in, we cal- you know, you put your information on the return, we calculate your income, we uh, make some adjustments we have some uh we calculate the tax and then you know whether we itemize or not we calculate the tax and then we calculate the payments and we see whether you have a refund or not so you should have a good flow of how things you know work together and and get a general idea of what deductions are you taking and what helped you what didn't help you so you get you know so you have an understanding am i am i suggesting that you become a tax pro no, but you should at least have a general idea of how these things work, just so you just so you are aware. We may or may not have had this conversation before, but it did come up in conversation for me at some point. So why would somebody choose an S corp over an LLC or vice versa for tax purposes? <laughs> for tax purposes, it depends. It, well, yeah, it always depends. <laughs> I mean, I think the better question is when should I when should I incorporate or not. You know what I mean? When when should I start as an LLC? When should I start an S corp? And this is going to be one of those debates depending on which financial professional you talk to. Some of them are going to say you should start off by incorporating right off the bat, mm-hmm. right? And and some people say, well, you incorporate for tax purposes. And there's there's truth to all those things. In my opinion, though, however, I think the first and foremost part of your business is to learn to go out and make business. The second part is what kind of liability exposure do you have? Right? What do you have at risk if you go out and do business? Whether if you're your home, if you're a homeowner, right. 
So okay. Whatever assets yeah, that you so, have. So think about that. So you have your cars, you have your home, right? Mm-hmm. You have your whatever it is that, whatever assets that you have, right, are at risk. So a liability company, whether it's an S Corp, whether it's a C Corp, whether it's an LLC, you're limiting the liability that you have to those types of assets. So you incorporate, you create this separate entity so that when you do go out and do business as this entity, if something happens, only that entity is at risk. It's kind of like creating a clone of yourself. Right. Right. And so your clone is the one who's going out and doing the work. And if that clone messes something up, it's going to be responsible for all that stuff, not you. The clone gets in trouble. The clone gets in trouble, right? The entity gets in trouble or the entity gets sued or whatever it is. It's a, it's a way of protecting yourself. But setting up an entity could be expensive. Well, if I'm, say, uh, just a real estate agent and I'm part of a brokerage or maybe I'm, I'm an owner of a brokerage, uh, in which situation should I have an LLC or an S corp? Well, let's look at let's look at the cost, for example, right? So let's think about eight hundred bucks a year, right? It's eight hundred bucks a year. Well, it's eight hundred bucks a year if you're if you're if you're being treated as a tax as a as an S corp or as a C, as a as an LLC. S corp or an LLC, right? So so yeah, there's an eight hundred dollar a year fee whether or not you you pay any taxes at all because mm-hmm. those are passed through entities, right? The C corp is not, but the the S corp and the LLC are passed through entities, so they're gonna have that that fee that they pay the state every year, right? Well. What can you get insurance-wise for 800 bucks a year? And if you're thinking about it as a real estate agent, maybe it's a little bit cheaper to get an umbrella policy, you know, to cover your cover your assets. I mean, in you're, different you're, way. you're talking <clears throat> about uh, E&O. You're right? talking about E&O, right? But E&O sometimes is covered by your brokerage. Sorry, those of you who are not... Uh, errors and omissions. Errors and omissions, which is protection for a real estate agent who might make a mistake somewhere. Yeah, you might say something wrong or you might type out something wrong, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Errors and omissions insurance. Um, so what's? But sometimes that's per- covered on a per-transaction deal, mm-hmm. right, through your brokerage. So maybe that's not even a, a cost that the agent has themselves. Right. So maybe you get an additional umbrella or maybe you get some additional protection in- as an insurance product and maybe that's only costing you four or five hundred dollars a year right if that's if that's a cheaper option then what's the difference in 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 coming in and doing it that way now once you start making more money and you start having additional assets like maybe you are renting more space or you're going to buy a space or you're going to do some flips and properties and you Mm -hmm. have a little bit more exposure the income comes generated is much better then you might start looking at incorporating but it's not something you have to do right off the bat i always and and not that you can't I just don't always think it's the right move right off the bat, especially when you're starting a company and capital is a, is an issue. So we're talking about liability protection. That's definitely one of the reasons why we would uh, incorporate, create an LLC, either one. What about tax uh, protection? Is there Are there tax advantages to being an S-Corp or a LLC? Well, yeah, there's there's definitely, especially with you know new tax laws that have passed, some of those... Uh, 20% uh, right off the top type uh, credits and, and stuff that you get for a, for a regular entity is, is really nice now in newer mm-hmm. tax years. But in the past, I mean, there's a lot of the tax, the way that the way the tax law works is a, is a little bit nicer with the pass through because of um, you're not paying things like self-employment tax on parts of your income. So let's, let's give you an example. So <clears throat> let's say, let's say a real estate agent made a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? If an agent made $100,000 and they're they're a sole proprietor, 
right? We're going to take that 100,000 we're going to subtract all the expenses in the production of that income. So let's say we get it down to like 50 grand or something after we pay okay. all our realtor fees, marketing fees, all the other things that we spent. So on that 50 grand, we're going to pay a 15.3% self-employment tax, mm -hmm. right? On like 92 and something percentage of that income. Anyways, so it's about 15.3% self-employment tax, which is our portion of social security and Medicare, right? And then after that, we're going to pay income tax on it. So that's that's kind of, you know, a, almost like a double tax, but it's basically what an employee would be paying anyways. It's just we're paying it at the end instead of paying it throughout as we earned it. Okay, so that's as a self as a self-employed person. Now, let's look at an entity, for example, a passive entity like an S corp or an LLC. Now, when you make that same 100,000, we're going to deduct that same 50 grand, right? Cuz the expenses don't change. They're about the same for both mm -hmm. for both of them. But instead of paying self-employment tax on the whole 50000 in net profit, maybe we pay ourselves a salary for 25000 for the year. We pay the uh, the Social Security Medicare tax on that, which is a 15.3%. And then the other twenty five just passes through and doesn't get taxed at the self-employment rate, doesn't get taxed at Social Security Medicare. So we're saving ourselves a chunk on that stuff. Where does that $25,000 get taxed? Because Uncle Sam ain't going to let you have that for free. No, no. It, it doesn't get hit with self-employment tax. You still pay income tax on it. Okay. You're still going to pay income tax on it, but you're saving yourself that part of the self-employment tax. So, Got it. So there's, there's okay, definitely uh, benefits. Go, going back just a little bit, what? how much is the self-employment tax? 15.3%. And that's the same that you would pay by paying yourself uh, that salary, that twenty five thousand. Yeah, because you. But the other twenty five thousand doesn't get hit with the self employment. You don't have to pay the Social Security, Medicare. You only pay the income tax. Right, on it's it. a pass through on it. Okay. So I mean, and then when you're talking about, you know, I mean, we can get totally different if you're going to end up doing a C corp because then you have double taxation over there. But that's just kind of a vague general idea. General of, idea of you know how the difference between being a sole prop and being an S corp works. Now I don't, you know, it always again it depends. What if you're not making that much money? Is it even worth it at that point to even have the pass through versus you know having the salary? Or then on top of that, you have the eight hundred dollars a year for the franchise tax board. So there's a bunch of different scenarios that could happen. But uh, the idea is, you know, talk to your tax preparer about your particular situation, and this is one of the questions that you want to be able to ask, right? Am I ready to incorporate? Should I incorporate? Mm -hmm. Do I make enough money where it's like a logical step? Where am I going? Where am I at today? And where do I plan to be in the next five, six, seven, ten years, wherever, whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what is my growth plan? Well, really, I mean, I, I think that when you go to talk to your uh, tax professional, yeah, having that six to ten year uh, goal or, or vision you is know, important. One, yeah, one to But two I was going to say one, <laughs> one year, like yeah. where am I going to be in the next year? And is it smart for me to take that step and incorporate today? Yeah. Like, is that going to benefit me for where I am next year? Because where I am five years from now, it doesn't really change whether I incorporate today. Right. And where am I going to be next year? And then there, even even then, there's a whole different conversation that you can have depending on what your plan is going forward, right? So let's say, for example, that later down the road, I'm you know right now I'm a real estate agent and I'm doing you know I'm putting money aside because I want to do some investments, but I want to get to the point where I have a nice credit line for my corporation, mm -hmm. right? Well, if that's the goal, if your goal is to get you know an increased credit line, so maybe you can do flips, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then you're gonna want to establish your entity earlier. 
And you're because it takes because at it, least two years for the the entity to build credit or more, depending on how profitable you are, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, are, are you building a credit line? Uh, you know, basically, it's like a, an infant being born. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any credit history. You don't have anything like that. So the longer your entity exists, the more tax returns it has, the more credit history it has, the better credit rating it's going to get. And the more likely you are to get larger lines of credits directly to the corporation, because that's a big mistake that we made. In our very first corporation, we got the concept of the limited liability, right? We've mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. the concept of the taxes being different. We incorporated, we started a company, we incorporated, everything was good. The problem was I was personally signing for debt thinking that the corporation was signing. And that was a big you know, right. cluster when it finally went down you know, years later. So understanding those types of things, what's the difference between personally signing and your corporation actually signing? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it might say your corporation's name on, on the dotted line, but read the fine print. Are you personally signing or is this an entity line of credit? And if, if again, if, if that's something that you have down the road, then, yeah, it makes sense to incorporate on day one because mm-hmm. you actually have a growth plan. You have a target that you want to get to. And we, can, we're, we actually got a guy that's going to be coming in. I I don't even know which one it was. I didn't write it on there, but um, on the calendar, that's going to be talking about building business credit, and that's going to be a great conversation because oh, I want to see it. Third, uh, there you go, April third. Nope, that's actually April 9th. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but April 9th, yeah. So he's going to be coming in. We're going to be talking about how to build uh, credit for your entities. And that's kind of a cool thing because, you know, I mean, the thing about having a line of credit is you may not need it right now, but as an entity, there might be a point in the future where you do. And that if you're ever in the position that you need to borrow, that's usually when the bank's not giving you the money. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right? So you want to make sure you plan ahead of time, especially if you're going to scale and grow into, you know, whatever it is that you're going to grow to you whatever your plan is so you know having that thought you know that forward thinking and setting up your entity ahead of time is one of those reasons why you might want to do that but again that's different from just creating an entity because i'm starting just because it's a tax advantage right i always say the same thing when people ask me was it tax is it beneficial for me tax-wise to do this don't invest don't do things because of the tax benefit do things because you're going to earn more money. Do things because you're going to get better financially, but do them in a tax advantaged way, mm-hmm. right? That's the best way. Don't do things because it's a tax write-off. I, you know, I, I blows my mind, but some people have this in, this mentality in their head where I say this is tax deductible, and they think it, in their mind they hear free, hmm. right? Tax deductible does not mean free. It means you still paid for the thing. You're just not going to pay the taxes on the money that you spent. Right. But it still requires you to spend the money for it to be a deduction. And that's why I'm, that's, I think, one of those things in people, young entrepreneurs anyways, that they tend to, you know what, I'm going to buy the cars tax-free anyways. And they hear the word free and they think free. <laughs> it doesn't quite click that they've still acquired a debt <laughs> that they got to pay for, right? And so, or, or an expense that they had to pay for and it's affecting their bottom line. I mean, your business, you should always focus on your bottom line. Are you in the black? Are you in the red? You should stay in the black and increase that number as big as you can. But we're going to do it in a tax-advantaged way. We should uh, write that down as one of the topics to talk about with Melina. Like, why is it people think tax-free and uh, they Ta- just think it's free? Yeah, t- because it's ta- <laughs> tax-deductible means it's free. No, it doesn't. <laughs> What's the behavioral economics behind that? Right? And Melina's going to be here on We're going to talk to her on Monday. That one's gonna That's be cool. awesome. 
So, so lots to look forward to for uh, everybody who's paying attention. We do have uh, Melina Palmer, uh, the host of the Brainy Business Podcast. We've talked about her many a time. And if you have not gone over to check out her podcast, highly recommend that you do that uh, after you're done listening to this one, of course. Uh, we talked about Ty Crandall, who's going to talk about improving your business's credit. Um we got, Wesley Dwayne from Rideshare TV. That yeah, looks, sounds got, like fun. We got a bunch of different ones. We're going to be talking to Alin, Alin from Need Underground. From Need Underground. That's a restaurant in IB. Yep. We're going to be talking to Ernesto pretty soon here. We're going to Barrio Dogs. From Barrio Dogs. We got, oh, we're probably going to visit him on Sunday, by the way. Yep. And we got another one. What's the under Melina's name right there? Oh, Joseph from uh, Vineyard uh, Haciendas Event Planning. I mean, all kinds of pretty neat businesses that are out there that can help, you know, maybe cater some events for you guys that are in real estate out there. Maybe you want to build your entity's credit. Maybe you want to do, you know, restructure your branding so that it has, you know, some dynamic dynamic in that, that it increases your conversion ratio whatever it's going to be all these mm-hmm, different types mm-hmm. of content that we want to bring to the table to help you guys be better business owners because that's really what it is at the end of the game at the end of the day it doesn't matter what industry you're, you're listening from whether you're in insurance whether you're real estate whether you're in anything else it's sales baby it's all sales it's all sales it's all the bottom line it's all about being of service to others and bringing as much value as you possibly can so that your bottom line increases at the end of the day there the, you go. The better you can be of service to other people, the better you're going to be in business. There you go. So speaking of being in service to other people, uh, bring this up again. 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. I actually got my first donation yesterday. Wow. Yeah. The show hasn't even aired and I already got a donation. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. So uh, there's one. Uh, also, big shout out to Sylvia, right? Sylvia Vasquez, mm-hmm. who uh, you know did something you know, you guys can check out on, on, on her Facebook story everything that she did. But along the same lines, you know, giving to those who are less fortunate. So big, big ups to her. Right. And uh, I mean, big shout out to the old man for his pie creed. Because really, that's where that's, that's where, where the inspiration from. came from for us to be doing this. So those of you on Facebook, by the way, it's kind of new to you guys because you haven't heard the podcast that we recorded yesterday that will come out tomorrow. I know it's all twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time paradox. <laughs> <laughs> right but it's anyways, all right it'll all be it will it will all be explained in endgame it, yes exactly. <laughs> so anyways um my my dad has this thing about the uh, personal integrity decree um, he wants it to be focused on helping homeless people right specifically veterans right well and, that was my oh that yours put was on it. yeah that was my input on it specifically but, veterans ptsd but dad wants to help as many homeless people as possible part of the pie creed and he has a little bookmark so maybe what we'll start doing is uh We'll give it, be giving away the bookmarks for maybe some donations for this stuff. I don't know. We'll see if we can set sure. something up. And um, basically what we want to do, uh, we want to create uh, a place where we can have donations, 365 pairs of shoes. Uh, by the end of the away, year. By the end of the year to give away. That's it. Around, or we give them right away around uh, December time. Is that the plan? No, honestly, I, I don't even... Somebody gives me some shoes, I'm going to go walk around Balboa Park. I'm going to find a homeless person. I'm going to hand them right off. Sweet. So, you know, let, let us know. We're definitely something we want to do. James at csfirst.com is the best way to get a hold of him. Uh, and he'll he'll definitely, you know, tread over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my way over. Right? Tread over or we'll figure out a place where we can uh, put these things together and, and start, you know, giving back hey, to man, the community there's, a little there's bit. There's plenty of places uh, to go, you know, if you uh, head down into... Right outside of East Village in San Diego, it's like uh, 16th City. Street, you know, 10th City. There's plenty, plenty to, uh, you know, plenty of people who need help. That's right. 
So make sure you guys, uh, if you guys have any questions, by the way, or you're interested in being part of the podcast, or you know somebody who has a killer business or a great idea that they want to be, uh, they want to put out into the into the Twitter sphere, is what we call it. I guess <laughs> internet interwebs. Oh, the interwebs is what yeah. you call it. The interwebs. The interwebs. Hit us up, Hernan My telephone number is six one nine eight eight four four nine one five. Or for all your insurance needs, James at CS First. 619-884-0045 and of course our social media feed at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.